Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. Lord, we thank you for all Vicky has um, prepared as uh, she's been thinking about speaking. And I want to pray, Lord, that you would just um, wash what she has prepared. You would wash it, that we would hear from you uh, everything that you have to speak to us about today. We want to know you more as a result of Vicky speaking. So speak through her, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, that should work. Good morning. So, um, I've been thinking about saying this talk for a little while, um, and some of you who are in my group will know why. (laughs) I'm going to start off with um, a couple of verses from the Psalms. Psalm 40, the first couple of verses, and this, if, if we were in an Anglican church and we had a text, this would be my text. Um, It says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. And then just to go with that, um, verse 10 from Psalm 143 says, May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. So let me explain the significance of this. Um, In a fit of middle-class excitement, uh, Paul and I had a ground source heat pump installed a few years ago um, in lockdown. And all was good. The guys who installed it were brilliant. They didn't do the outside digging work, so we had to get someone separately in to do that. Uh, The guys who did the outside digging stuff were less brilliant. Um, And in a fit of enthusiasm, they joined up these massive pipes um, incorrectly. So we have so far had two leaks in this sort of 500 metres of pipe that we've now got buried under half the field, um, which we've sorted out fairly painlessly because over summer the ground, which is virtually solid clay where we are, uh, cracks and then you can see the water bubbling up through the leak and you can dig down. The pipes are a metre down, so it's quite deep, um, and find the leak and then they come along and charge us lots of money and fix the join it up properly and we sit and kind of wait for the next leak to appear. <laughs> Last year we discovered we had another leak. Well, as all of you who've lived in Derbyshire or indeed Britain um, for this last 12 months, it's been wet, hasn't it? (laughs) It's not really dried out. For the whole 12 months, we've had double the average rainfall in the UK. And so our field hasn't dried out, and so we've had no chance to find this leak. And eventually, we got to a point of thinking, we're just going to have to do something. So we found where we thought the most likely spot was, and we started digging. Um, And I have some pictures, just for added credibility. (laughs) So so that's how it looks at the moment, because it's full of water. And then if we have the action shots, there's James and I digging away. Just skim through the others, because you get the idea. I mean, it's miserable. 
It is absolutely miserable. It's solid clay. If anybody has a business venture for wanting lots and lots of poor quality clay, see me afterwards. The, it, the, water, the field is entirely waterlogged, and this is at the bottom of the hill, so it's continually running. The water's running into the hole all the time. We've got pumps running. It, it's grim. Uh, and it's heavy, and it's you know, heavy going. And, and God has spoken to me so much in that damn hole. <laughs> I mean, when, when it says the pit of despair in Psalm 40, I, I'm like, I'm standing in it going, Lord God, this is the pit of despair. <laughs> and I hate it. But there were so many things that he showed me in such a real way um, that, I mean, I'm almost, not quite, but almost grateful <laughs> We still have a leak. We have different plans now for how to address it, but, you know, it's still there. Um, As you've seen, and as you've probably experienced, that the mud just, I mean, it gets everywhere. You go inside and it's in your ears and it's in your hair and and up your nose and and you're thinking, how how did it even get there? Um, You step onto it and it feels like it will take your weight, but then if you stand in the same place, you find that you're sinking, and it's insidious. You don't even notice. Uh, and then you try to move, and, and your welly's stuck fast. Yeah, there's a few people going, yeah, I've experienced that. And while I was standing in that hole, stand digging, um, there were quite a few things that God started to say to me. And so, really, what I've done is... is listed out some of those little principles that he, he told me and then kind of thought about how we can apply them in real life um, because not everybody needs the finer points of how to dig a great big hole in the mud actually but it's a good metaphor so the things that God told me while I was in that hole firstly if you haven't got a good foundation you cannot achieve anything And that's real practical. After a while, we got into the habit of putting paving slabs down on the bit that we'd dug. And then you could stand on the paving slab and use it like a little island and carry on digging. But before we got to that point, we would stand on the mud and it would feel like it was okay. And if you dug out a bit fresh, then you could stand on that because it was okay. Um, but as I say, you insidiously sink in and then your foot gets stuck and then you try and move and you've got to pull that foot free and then your other foot gets stuck and, you try and, and you've got to pull. And all you're doing is, is you're not achieving anything. You're just constantly trying to stop yourself from being stuck. You might as well have just stayed inside and had a cup of tea because for all the good that it's doing, you can think that you're okay and you've got a firm footing but you slowly sink and you don't notice. And if you don't pay attention, you're stuck. And when you come to move, you've missed your chance. And now you've got to do a big rescue operation and try and get yourself out. And then God really spoke to me about being stuck. It gets worse if you ignore it. It gets worse physically if you're standing in the damn hole and, and, and you're stuck. And I did it once where I thought, well, I'm stuck, but I really just want to get that bit done. So while I'm stuck, I may as well just carry on. And I carried on and did about a minute and a half more digging. I barely escaped with my wellies. <laughs> you know, they nearly got left behind half a meter under the ground. 
if you're stuck, you can't ignore it. You can't kick it down the road. You've got to deal with it. Sometimes you have to leave stuff behind to get free, like wellies. I remember when I was a kid, we went to stay um, at this place next to a lake. I can't really remember where it was. But we were with my uncle and aunt and my cousins. And my, Simon, my oldest cousin, got stuck in the edge of the lake in the mud and lost his wellies. And age, I don't know, four or five, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever experienced that Simon had lost his wellies. And not only just temporarily lost, because in my world things generally reappeared. No, these were gone forever. (sighs) Sometimes you have to leave things behind. And if you're really stuck... Sometimes you need everybody else to pull you out. Paul got stuck once or twice, and James and I were both sort of heaving away at his hands. Um, if, if you're really stuck, you can't rescue yourself. So I think you're probably seeing where I'm going with this. Last week, Neil talked to us about, the, about God being Jehovah Elroy. I am the God who sees you. And he talks about Hagar going out into the desert. Hagar, who's a slave, who's been given to someone to use sexually. She's had no agency whatsoever in this. She's got, there's no possibility of her consenting or not consenting because she doesn't have the right to consent. And she is there, utterly objectified, utterly the lowest of the low. And, and God says to her, I see you. And that's what we heard about last week, and it really touched me. But not only is he the God who sees you, he is the God who sees your way out of where you are. And he did that for Hagar, didn't he? He wasn't just, he wasn't just saying, I see you right in this moment, and then I'm going to disappear off and leave you to it. He said, I see you, and I see your future, and I see that a whole race is going to come from you. You know, praise him. He's brilliant. He sees my path. He sees my, he sees my future. He sees whatever stupid, sticky, trapping situation I get myself into, even if it wasn't where he wanted me to end up whatsoever in, you know, at all. He doesn't just stand there and go, well, you got yourself into it. You're going to have to get yourself out of it. He can see from his vantage point, he sees the way out. I think I must have sung every variation of Jesus, you're my firm foundation that I possibly know whilst in that hole. (laughs) Everything, every ancient and modern variation, because there's quite a lot of songs about, you know, firm foundations. Uh, And then I'd go back inside and make hot chocolate and play it. (laughs) Um, But he is. He, He is my firm foundation. In that hole, I very, very practically saw the complete necessity of having something firm underneath my feet in order to be able to do anything. If that wasn't there, all that happened was I just got deeper and deeper stuck in. It wasn't that I was just existing but not achieving. I was just getting increasingly trapped. And in life... I need him as my firm foundation. I need him underneath my feet as my bedrock in order for anything else to have any meaning. 
I, I've, I've come to realize that through the, the years that I've been a Christian, and I know that loads of people in here will have had exactly the same experience, that Jesus truly is our firm foundation, and it's only when you at some point go try and go without him that you realize how completely necessary he is. He is the God who sees us wherever you are, whatever your situation is that feels utterly different to everybody else's and feels like, yeah, that's, you know, that's great, strange woman standing at the front of church, but you don't understand what's going on with me. I don't, but he sees you and, and he sees the path out and he can guide your steps. And for every step, he is that paving slab, that rock underneath your feet. I mean, he's brilliant. It was so, it's such a blessing hearing from God in such a direct way, even though slogging my guts out, shifting tons and tons of soggy clay was not how I would recommend spending days off. But hearing God speak in such a clear way, it's been amazing. And then I come to the, the so what so what? This is a very nice story. Uh, yes, you have a big hole in your field and lots of water. Uh, it's not in the right place for a pond, sadly, so we can't even use it again afterwards. Um, okay, so, so what? What does this mean? If, you are someone, if you're here because someone else dragged you along and you have no idea what I'm talking about and you've never met this Jesus character that we're all going on about, then... According to the laws of God's universe, which we don't get to negotiate, you are unwittingly already stuck. You're hip deep in mud and you can't get yourself free. That's just how it is. I'm not, it's not a criticism. It's just a statement of fact. Um, and the only way that you can get out of that is by trusting in the firm foundation, Jesus. So if that's you and that's speaking to you, come and talk to us at the end. For those of us who know Jesus, and we're just kind of poddling on trying to make the best of everyday life, but sometimes some days are better than others. I think I've spoken before about um, my interpretation of how do you live for God? Well, you only have, I only have this moment now. I've done stuff in the past. Some of it was good, some of it was bad, but that's gone. And I've got stuff to do in the future, and some of that will be good, and and some of it will be bad, hopefully more good than bad. But again, I can't do it now. It's out of my control. The only moment I can control is this one right here. And so for me, living for God is giving as many of those now present moments to him as I possibly can, uh, and is finding ways to turn my thoughts towards him. I mean, you know, clearly I'm not expecting you to wake up every minute when you're asleep because that would just lead to psychotic breakdowns. And clearly we have to do normal life. But what I'm saying is every time that your thoughts draw, you know, sort of veer towards God, that's, that's another little moment of, of you walking along that right path that he wants you to walk on. And I've found it helpful to have some means of reminding myself so that I have more of those 
now moments where my mind and my heart get more aligned with God. Um, I teach on a course in Eastbourne every year, and I always make a point of walking along the beach and picking up uh, one of the white pebbles off the beach. And then for a few weeks afterwards, I'll carry this pebble in my pocket. And every time I find it and put put my hand in my pocket and go, oh, there's a stone. And it reminds me uh, that I picked up that white stone. And I think of the Bible verse where it says, I will give you a white stone and I will give you a new name. I think it's in Revelation. Um, And and it just at that physical reminder, I just, oh, Lord, thank you. And then generally what happens is Within a few weeks, I'll find someone else that I'm praying for, and I'll think that their need of my stone is greater than mine, so I'll give them a white stone. And then next year, I'll go back and get a new stone. I'm going in May. Um, So that helps me. Um, I have occasionally resorted to the sharpieing a cross on my hand, or a J for Jesus. That doesn't work at work, because I have to wash my hands so much, but, you know... It, there's just loads of little things. Um, my friend Sarah sets an alarm on her phone that goes off every hour, and every hour she has a different Bible verse that she's remembering. Now, that would drive me absolutely nuts. Uh, I couldn't possibly do it. I would find it so annoying, but it works for her. I think, the, I mean, none of these might work for you, but find something, some way of remembering, you know, turn your ring round set an alarm for 14 minutes past three or something so that when it goes off, you go, oh, yeah, I remember. That's why I did that weird thing. Um, Something, anything that just steers you away from the distractions of the world and steers you back to thinking, oh, yes, Lord, I remember. Thank you. I have a Bible on my desk at work. Um, again, so that my eyes in between the billions of emails just are drawn to this. And I don't necessarily even read it. I just, it's, it's just a reminder, uh, a, a touchstone, you know, a, a signpost. And then, so I've, in my so what, I've thought about, I've talked about, you know, people who, who don't know Jesus at all. I've talked about those of us who are just kind of bobbling along. And I wanted to really finish off with um, thinking, speaking directly to, to those who feel stuck. You know, that analogy, that picture of being in the mud, that feels like life. Um, only the mud's kind of up to here. Uh, and there is not a chance that you can get yourself free. You feel whatever, whether that's in a relationship, in work, in addiction, in health, um, in mental health. However, that we can all get stuck um, in various situations, and it feels completely all-encompassing. It's, it's totally trapping. There is nothing you can do to get yourself out of that But God sees you. He is the God who sees you right here and right now in your situation. And he is the God who sees your way out and who longs to be that firm stone underneath your feet to give you security and to give you a place to step, to stand and to be able to move on from. How does that work? I don't know. I don't understand the mechanics of it. Um... But it is true. He wants you to be free. 
you are made for freedom. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Um, His plan is not for you to be stuck. Why would he plan that for his beloved child? His plan is for you to be free. So how do you get free? Well, prayer with others, because it's difficult to do it by yourself when you're that stuck. Um, I found a lovely verse. I was listening to the, I often listen to the Lectio nighttime thing on on the Lectio 365 app. Uh, And the other night I was drifting off and I wasn't paying a great deal of attention. But this one verse kept coming through and I didn't know where it was from. And then the next day um, I was starting to try and put all this together on a piece of paper and I looked up a different verse and found these this thing that I'd been hearing the night before over and over again in Isaiah 30 Um, and the message so verse 15 of Isaiah 30 the message puts it absolutely beautifully let me let me read it to you God the master the holy of Israel has this solemn counsel Your salvation requires you to turn back to me and stop your silly efforts to save yourselves. Your strength will come from settling down in complete dependence on me, the very thing you've been unwilling to do. I'm smirking because I've been there. (laughs) I've been that person going, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) You can ask me anything, but I'm not doing that. But that's the answer. Um, That's what he says. He he says, I see you in your miry clay, in your pit of despair. Um, And and the answer is, come to me. Sounds easy. Incredibly hard to do. Uh, And and it's not just a one and done thing. It's a continual, I'm choosing you, God. I'm choosing you, God, in every now, present moment I possibly can. I'm, I'm continually choosing you. Uh, and it's not something that you can kick down the road. As I've said, if you're stuck and you choose to postpone it, you just get more stuck. Just get deeper and deeper, and it gets harder and harder to get released. And sometimes you have to leave stuff behind. Sometimes there is stuff that's in your life that's holding you stuck in that hole. Sometimes you have to cast it off and leave it it behind uh, and, and maybe never pick it up again. But that's the cost of being free. Sometimes you have to leave your wellies behind. I think, really, that's about all that I wanted to say. Just, I mean, I'm so grateful to to God for speaking to me so clearly with with that muddy and grim situation of trying to find that blooming leak. But nevertheless, he is a God who sees you. He saw us trying to sort this out. And he saw me going, oh, Lord, I hate this. This is rubbish. And he spoke to me really clearly. And he can speak to you really clearly wherever you are in life. Um, So let me close with this is our God. This is our friend. This is our creator and our father and our savior. And this is the plan he has for you. He doesn't want you to be stuck. He wants you to be living freely. He wants to be the stone underneath your feet. uh, And he wants to release you from the things that are holding you trapped. 
Uh, Let's pray. Father God, we bless you and praise you because you are a loving father who, who gives good gifts to his children. You're a loving father who wants to see your children free and full of joy. You have given us your son, Jesus. And Jesus, you have come and made a way for us to be free in you where there was no way before. You see our paths and you align us to you as long as we are willing to turn our faces and look to you for guidance. So we praise you and bless you, Lord God. I pray for every person here that if these words mean have spoken to anything in them at all, that you, Holy Spirit, will go in and will do the work that needs to be done to release them from the situations that are holding them at the moment. I pray that you will speak freedom and powerful freedom at that into the lives represented here. Mighty God, I trust you that you are the firm foundation beneath our feet, that you see our paths paths out of the situations that we're stuck in. And I bless you and praise you that we can trust you entirely and that you are the solution. Amen.